I'm always advocating for collaborative playing. And I think when I look at my musical journey, I think I learned the most from playing with other people. Um, there's only so much you can do in your practice room and only so much inspiration you can have to sit and play alone all the time, you know? And I I think when I really tapped into chamber music and, and, and especially when I worked with sort of in a more professional realm in that sense, I couldn't believe how my journey changed. Today I'm talking to Gareth Robertson, a pianist from South Africa. Good morning, Gareth. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's so great to meet you here on Zoom. Yes, finally, face to face. Lovely to yeah. meet you too. Thanks for yeah. having me. It's a great pleasure. I'm, I'm Europeanist in South Africa and it's so uh, lovely to, to speak to you and I would love to hear your story. Oh, great. Well, I hope there's an interesting story there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but tell me, where are you based in South Africa? Um, I'm at Rhodes University in Grahamstown, or I suppose as Makanda, as we call it now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been in the Eastern Cape pretty much my whole life um, and really? hoping to sort of move past it eventually. But, you know, there's a lot going on here. So, um, yeah, trying to make the most here at the moment. Yeah. So we, you were born there. Yes, I was born in East London um, originally, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then uh, tell me, so at, at, at a young age, did you start playing the piano? What in what uh, was the sort of the interest in the piano specifically? So I have a very uh, special memory um, of being really, really young. I mean, I could have been sort of a very young toddler, you know, and, and standing watching my auntie play we had this sort of old horse and Coleman um in our lounge and she used to play by ear sort of hymns and whatnot you know and I just remember standing looking up at her and thinking you know that's something I have to do one day and and I used to just stand there and watch her for hours and hours while she would just play and I always um sort of thank her for my journey in music because even though she can't read any music you know and and I've sort of taken this as a career she was sort of my initial inspiration to start and um, ever since then, I've just been attached to the piano. I mean, it's like I'm basically married to it, you know. So really, <laughs> yeah. And what, so, does, what does your auntie make of that? Well, I mean, I think she she finds it quite bizarre because to her it was sort of just a hobby, you know, and she she's never thought about it as a sort of serious thing. Um. So, but I think it's very special to her too, you know. We've got a very close relationship, and I think because of that journey that I've taken and how much she inspired me. Um, it sort of made yeah. us extremely close, you know. Um, I, I yeah, can just, I'm, yeah, I can just imagine if I, I think if you if you know that you've inspired somebody, that must be a great feeling. So I can I can imagine that she feels that way. And isn't that the goal, you know, for us to inspire people all the time? I think that's yeah. as a musician, I feel that's always our job, you know, is to inspire the next generation or the next person to to want to do the same thing. Um, yeah, and talking about that, uh, as a child, do you think you've you've had, apart from your aunt, uh, that you have had a lot of exposure to music uh, in the school, or where where did you start playing? Uh, you know, uh, taking lessons. So it's an interesting question. You know, so besides for my auntie's hymns, I didn't grow up in a very musical family. I mean, we didn't sort of listen to a lot of classical music. In fact, my family knows nothing about it. You know, so in that sense. Um, there was there was nothing, but I was very grateful for my parents' support in my journey because I remember being grade one, so I really wanted to start piano lessons at school. 
And um, my dad went and spoke to the the head of music at the time. And she said, you know, we don't take people in grade one. It's too young. And so I was so disappointed, you know, so I didn't start until about halfway through that year. I would go during break time and just sort of play on the piano in the hall. And the music teacher there, the HOD at the time, she saw me play and she phoned my dad and said, you must start immediately. Mm. Um, so that's really special. And in that sense, I've had a lot of support and a lot of influence um, from some really special music teachers that have, have really taken me under their wing, you know, and, and seen, seen this passion that I've had. Um, and then I went to um, the high school and I found a wonderful Bulgarian teacher there who, um, who was new at the time, but she, oh, she changed my life completely. I mean, she, she really opened my eyes to music and, and pushed me so much further, you know, which helped me obviously get into the, the university and whatnot. Yeah. In what sense did she open your, your eyes, or your mind to music in, in a different way? So, you know, she, what she did was really transform my, my sort of, um, persona as a performer I think I was quite sort of introverted and scared before and I was scared to play I would sort of just it would just be for me I wouldn't really you know um, perform for audiences and stuff and she saw that you know she said to me you you have to play for people you are born to do that she sort of said you know mm-hmm. and she she pushed me in those spheres you know she she made me accompany the school choir at the time she made me accompany people for Astedford, um, and she pushed my sort of solo playing a lot and and she played a lot with me. We did a lot of sort of two piano work, you know. So it was that sort of nurturing that really opened my eyes. And she oh, and she sort of um introduced me to the world of listening, you know, listening to other performers and, and the great pianists and concertos and stuff like that. And if it wasn't for her, I I don't know how far maybe would have come, you know, because I really that really grounded my passion. And that's when I knew this is my career, you know, I have to do this. So but I'm very amazing. grateful. Yeah, but how amazing because this, what you're saying now, I think maybe it's also this thing where a lot of children are very eager to play, but you almost need that motivation or somebody to, so that it's not just oh, every day the same thing. You have to go home, you have to practice a piece and you come back and you play it, you know, Absolutely. that type of thing. So there was somebody to to sort of inspire you a little bit and, and make you see what, what is possible then. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel very strongly about that sort of in the school music education system. Um, you know, it's very textbook orientated. And I, I really wish music teachers would often look a bit further than that and see when when you really need to start pushing the bigger music world to them, you know, and, and inspiring them further. Like you say, you, you have these three pieces that you learn for maybe Trinity or whatever. But there's so much more. There's just so much yeah. more. And I, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I saw her, when she showed me a concerto and I was like, oh, I mean, I didn't even know this existed. And it's it's just, I think that's where the passion lies. Like you have to show people there's a world out there. You can you can do this for the rest of your life, you know, and it's yeah. a constant exploration. It's, it's just so exciting. Hmm. Um, well, it's, yeah. uh, you know, I thought, I always thought about it. Also, children who go to a music school, so, or my children went to a ballet school and, and you always, conf- you're always exposed to what, is possible and where am I heading to you know so so you see that and you see the pictures against the wall and you you know you get an opportunity to go into the theater and it is also true that in South Africa there's not a lot of uh, that type of exposure you know so for for people who are interested there's there's not the theater and like you say the concerto that you saw um 
So it's amazing what you've yeah, achieved what now. Thank you. You know, I feel very strongly about that also in the Eastern Cape. It's even less so, you know, we have, there's hardly anything that goes on here. I mean, it's picking up and it certainly has improved over the years. But, you know, I mean, even just going to Cape Town, there's so much more there, you know, sort of yeah. um, musically and in the arts. So, so Eastern Cape is a difficult place, but um, I think we all, you know, we're all trying to improve that together at the end of the day, you know, and trying to make things happen. Um, even just here in Grahamstown, I mean, there's so much going on at the moment and it's all because everybody's tapping into little parts of it to try and to create a world of music, you know. Um, but now yeah. at the university, do you teach at the university? Yes. So I um, do all the sort of chamber music supervision here. So um, I'm very, I'm very much a collaborative player and I love the sort of collective experience of playing. Um, so I do all of that. And at the moment I'm standing in for the um head of piano studies who's on sabbatical so i'm teaching all the piano students um and i do all the accompanying across the board from first year to masters so it's a, it's a huge but i love it i mean i get to experience music all day long which is just my dream yeah. so you know yeah. it's wonderful yeah and you work then with with all these different young artists who are also uh you know inspiring and 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 of course you know want to be the the artists and and um yes. so that must be very interesting as well you know it's very inspiring uh, inspiring because we get a lot of um students that sort of come from the access music projects and things like that which are i mean i cannot believe the incredible work they are doing we get these students coming in at first year level and i just can't believe from very limited resources that they have they've i mean their ability is exceptional you know um and it's a handful of them but they they're strong and they really um add a lot of value to the department you know so that's that a lot of our feeder comes from that so it really is an inspiring space to work in do you have a strict uh, sort of um procedure where you you accept students or is it is it open to uh to anybody who um, wants to study piano um well in in piano studies there's these uh, i think we sort of around a grade five level they do an audition obviously um so we can say sometimes we'll accept a bit lower just depending to see what the what the level is but it's about grade five grade six level for entrance um but it sort of changes depending on the instrument and depending you know what the requirements are of the course um for example um classical singing we often take people with no experience whatsoever and try and build them up there's sort of a support program you know um sort of to build them up with theory and, and things like that but um yeah, so as I say, it sort of depends, and it depends on the teacher who's teaching that sort of um, instrument or whatnot. But yeah, for piano, at least grade five level, it's very hard, you know, starting someone off from from scratch at university level in piano yeah, studies. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. But now, in in the schools in the area, do you have outreach programs, or or what is there for young students to know that what is possible? So we, yes, we do a lot of the schools feed to us um, and to NMU, which is NPE, um, um, and we've also started a sort of community orchestra through the university, a project that the, H, the new HOD has just begun. And it's a wonderful project because it includes all the schools and all the access music projects in the Eastern Cape. And they come through and we play every Friday and we put on these sort of quite big concerts you know and that's part of our feeder so we we're using it as a sort of community development and we have professionals from the university that play with these sort of sections in the orchestra and i think that's creating a lot of awareness for the university and and for feeding students in 
you know, because they interacting with the lecturers already before before they come. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's a big one. And I think it's a really, really important project that's happening at the moment. But how important do you think it is for children to play in an orchestra? You know, not just to always play on their own. I think it's wonderful. Like I said, I'm I'm always advocating for collaborative playing. And I think when I look at my musical journey, I think I learned the most from playing with other people. Um, there's only so much you can do in your practice room and only so much inspiration you can have to sit and play alone all the time, you know. And I I think when I really tapped into chamber music and 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 especially when I worked with sort of in a more professional realm in that sense, I couldn't believe how my journey changed. And how much I gained, you know, and I think we in music studies, we often forget about that element, especially as pianists, you know, we often in the practice room all on our own all the time. And um, so I think it's it's a wonderful thing. I think you can learn so much from other people, you know. Um, in fact, I think it should be at the forefront of music studies. That's how important I think it is. <laughs> Well, I spoke to a conductor once and he also said that it's not just about the music, you know, it's just, it's it's about, about this whole community feel and this belonging oh. to something. And oh. that's, that's also important. That's also important part of the, of the Absolutely. Orchestra. I mean, I feel as humans, we sort of are social creatures in a way, you know, um, and we always dealing with people and interacting with people. So it feels quite unnatural to me to sit and practice alone all the time or constantly just work on my own sort of voice. You know, I feel like everything's always a bit of a community experience. So it just makes sense to me to to work with other people and play with other people, you know. And I mean, I find it wonderful that people can communicate through music like that. You, you don't have to talk, but you can have this conversation together at the same time and sort of this collective understanding of something it's really a wonderful experience you know and i think also and for children it's this uh, also a kind of motivation because if everybody is in this energy of you know they want to do it and they want to achieve something then it sort of um spills over you know and and then everybody gets yeah. into that mode absolutely and you know it's it's i remember my sort of in my undergraduate studies my um, piano lecturer said to me she said you know when you play with people that are above your level it sort of pushes you up to that level somehow yeah. you know over a bit of time you sort of start lifting yourself so and I think that's very true because I've experienced that a lot in my own journey and I think you know when I think of this orchestra that we've started and the importance of it that is happening you know these kids that are um, you know don't have much experience are playing with these very experienced people and learning from them at the same time. And it's just pushing their standard up at the end of the day. It's just, yeah, it's incredible. But now you play an instrument that, uh, I mean, the piano, you can't take the piano everywhere with you. And I no. always ask this to pianists, how easy for you is it to adapt to the, these different pianos that you play on? Oh, well, it can be very difficult and it can be quite a stressful thing, especially if it's a sort of very professional concert or, or whatnot. But, uh, you know, well, I always just say you've got to go with the flow. You know, it's like the show must go on no matter what. You've just got to make do, you know. Um, I often take some of the students to go and perform at old age homes, you know, just because that's sort of our little community outreach for the chamber music stuff that we do. And I always warn them, you know, especially when you're playing with clarinetists and instruments that actually need to tune to the piano. I always say, oh, we're in for a treat because you don't know what <laughs> piano you're going to get there, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, it's, I think it's also part of the excitement and part of the adrenaline rush, you know, and it's yeah. exciting to know you get to a piano and it's not so great, but you've got to make it work yeah. and you've got to make it sound as best you can. So it's it, it sometimes I think can add to the performance a little bit, you know. 
mm. um, pushing your boundaries at the end of the day. Yeah, but I think it's also, uh, well, maybe I'm biased from South Africa, being from South Africa as well, that uh, these things uh, brings a certain element to the, the art also, the way people have to make do with what they have and, and mm. you know, not, not having it all and, and just, you know, getting on with it. Oh, that absolutely. Sort of that, that mode, you know? Yes, absolutely. And and like you say, I think that's it's definitely, like you said, you come from South Africa and that is what we do here. You know, you've just got to make do with what you've got and keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. But this is amazing work that you're doing. You've got such a great energy as well talking about this. But um, what are the wishes for you for the future? Oh, that's a difficult question. I think... Just to, well, finish studying, of course. And um, I'm busy with a PhD at the moment. So just get that out the way. And then and just try and inspire people. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, letting people know that there's a world of music out there and music is there to be made. So go with it, enjoy it, love it. And and just to, like, I think that's a big thing. Love music. Don't, I think we we so focus on competition and judging ourselves against other people all the time. And it's it, it's a very bad side of music that I don't really like. Um, so I just want to inspire people to enjoy it, play for the love of playing. You know, that's where the, that's where the gold lies. I think, you know, when you're actually playing and interpreting and making music, I think it's so important. Um, so that's the wishes for the future. I don't know. I don't know much else past that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so true what you're saying, because, um, not everybody is going to be this world renowned pianist, you know, and, and it's so there's so much in between there's so much to do and there's music in itself to just play for the enjoyment because I don't think any I don't think all children also want to go into a music uh, career so it's this I think it's always this uh, sort of ability to be able to play an instrument and to know that you can play it even if it's not perfect but to play it for the love of it Absolutely. And everybody, I th- I think, you know, we don't want to build technicians at the end of the day. You want to build someone who has their own voice when they're playing and everybody has something to say in some way, you know, no matter what level you're playing at, what your ability is, everybody has something to say. And I think that's the, the beauty of music is that it's so um, unique to each person in a way, you know. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to ask you also, do you play different genres or do you just play classical music? I'm, I mean, I would love to play different genres. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely into different genres, but I, I'm yeah. so, you know, the amount of playing I do is is just classical because I accompany from morning till night. Um, uh, so I, there's not much space for other genres, unfortunately. Um, I've done a few sort of pop concerts every now and then with a pop singer, but it's very seldom. Um, most Mostly I'm sort of focused in the classical realm. Um, but that's that's maybe a wish for the future to to step out a little bit and do some other things, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I so remember uh, talking to this uh, Steinway pianist Charlie Albright in America, and he told me that he uh, played a concerto in Carnegie Hall, and when um, with the encore, he just decided to play Great Balls of Fire, and he said, <laughs> "Brilliant." Love it. <laughs> I thought this was amazing. And he said oh, that's that actually wonderful. the audience was on their feet. And he said it, they cheered him and it was, yeah. And this after a concerto. So 
Uh, I always remember Brilliant. this. I think this is amazing if you have the courage to do that. Yeah. Brilliant. And and I think it's it's wonderful to sort of push those boundaries a bit, you know, especially with yeah. classical audiences. They can be quite, you know, strict about their their preferences. So it's wonderful to do yeah. something like that. Oh, I love yeah. it. Very and can exciting. you imagine Carnegie Hall? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> sure. So, oh, Gareth, this was amazing talking to you. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate it very much. And such a great energy and, and I'm sure you're such a great inspiration also to your community and the, the people you're working with. So all the best to you for the future. Yes. And um, whenever you come to Vienna, you have to let me know. I would love to. I mean, I can imagine the music must be just bursting at the seams there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's so, sure. so many concerts and things going on. And I think yes. um, I sometimes think that uh, I wonder if people really appreciate where they are. When when I think mm. I came from, uh, you know, the industrial town, Van der Park in South Africa, and we didn't have a, a theatre. So I'm always really in awe when I walk here and I see the theatres and things. And, and oh, it's how wonderful. wonderful it must be. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Lovely. But anyway, have a lovely afternoon. Well, thank you. You too. And I really appreciate okay. it. Thanks so much. And lovely it's to meet just, you, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, Gareth. All right. Cheers. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye.